Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. I'm Mari Forth. I'm Sarah Carradine, podcasting from Aora, Sydney. And this is Crime Scene, the true crime review podcast where we get to the heart of how true crime stories are told. You can get this podcast along with all the fantastic reality TV content by subscribing to robhasawebsite.com slash feed. That's robhasawebsite.com slash feed. We'd love it if you would subscribe to our dedicated feed as well. Please go to robhasawebsite.com slash crime feed. You'll get your true crime on Tuesdays. If you've already subscribed, thank you so much. And it's always great to get feedback from our listeners. We covered Society of the Snow in a crossover with Nothing But Netflix in episode 89. And listener Brendan wrote, just want to thank the whole team Rob, Chappelle, Mari and Sarah. I hope that's alphabetical. No, not quite. For this pod, (laughs) uh, this was exactly what I needed after watching the movie last night. The right amount of humour and levity. Good. That's what we aim for. Mm -hmm. I was familiar with the story because of a podcast I listened to last year called You're Wrong About, which Mm -hmm. dedicated an episode to the crash. Great work, everybody. Thanks so much, Brendan. And, yes, You're Wrong About is a fantastic subscribe that podcast is pretty awesome. It comes out occasionally and you're always like really happy to see it in the podcast feed. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. And what did we watch this week? This week we watched They Called Him Mostly Harmless on Max. It was produced and directed by Patricia Gillespie, who also produced and directed The Fire That Took Her. Oh, wow. We were supposed to cover that one and Mm -hmm. we kind of like bumped it and and ran into some some more properties. So I might go back and watch that to see the similarities between that one and this, uh, that property and this, this property. So listeners, to let you in, we look at all sorts of properties. We discuss what we'd like to talk about, what's going to interest people, what's going to interest us, who we might have on as a guest. 
and sometimes a whole lot of new stuff comes out at once and we do want to bring you the freshest stuff mm-hmm. and we have something like the fire that took her was on the dock for a couple of weeks and then it just kind of the time went on but we did get great recommendations for it the reviews are great and given this documentary we're going to talk about today I'm now even more interested in seeing it so we will report back once we've seen it yeah yes exactly But let's get to the crime. Let's get to the story that's covered by this documentary. And the documentary is uh, 89 minutes long. Bliss. Bliss. We love to hear that. Vance Rodriguez was a hiker whose body was found in July 2018 in Big Cypress National Preserve in Florida. He remained unidentified for two years as those who met him on the trail knew him as mostly harmless. The autopsy could not determine the specific cause of death, although he was described as being emaciated. There were no signs of foul play. His DNA, dental information, and fingerprints did not match any known missing person reports in any database. Internet sleuths were soon on the case. (laughs) And, of course, uh, if you you like to hear more about the world of true crime internet sleuthing, you can always go back and listen to our episode 17 of Crime Scene, where we uh, covered the web of make-believe, which is available on Netflix. But uh, one group of the many dedicated to identifying Mostly Harmless crowdfunded $5,000 $5,000 to pay for a genetic profile, which helped with finding his true identity. It seems that Rodriguez had had mental health issues from adolescence. Several women came forward to allege abuse by Rodriguez. His family has not commented publicly, nor do they appear in the documentary. Also, if you don't, you haven't realized it, it's just us this week. So it's just me and Sarah. <laughs> just family. Yes, just all, all of the family today. Sarah, what was your thoughts on this documentary? And did you know of this case story going into I, it? We're going into a high register. Yeah. I saw the trailer straight away. I sent it to you and I said, oh, I really want to cover this. It's a very, Mm -hmm. if I say clever trailer, I mean that sometimes we are sideswiped by a trailer. It looks like we're going to watch one thing. We watch something else. Other times we watch a trailer and it's like, well, now I've seen the whole thing. You just showed it all to me in the trailer. This trailer was intriguing. It didn't lie to us, but I was taken on quite a journey with the documentary. Yeah. So glad it was one all in one go, 89 mm-hmm. minutes, very nice. Not two episodes, not three, not five. Mm-hmm. And I think you really go down, it's not quite a rabbit hole, some kind of desire trail with the documentarian. I think she is really something, and I want to go back and look at other of her previous work as well. I think she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know the this particular story. I knew a bit about internet sleuthing. Uh-huh. It really opens a can of worms on internet <laughs> sleuthing and stays there. I think we've yeah. seen things before that have glanced at internet sleuthing or, or police officers who have rude things to say. But this really delves so much into that side of it Mm-hmm. And I was very happy for it too. We don't ever mm-hmm. lose sight of the victim, mostly with the victim, the, the dead man. We 
We don't lose <laughs> sight of mostly harmless, but the angles that the documentary comes at to consider him, consider his life, and consider this kind of very strange afterlife of two years where mm-hmm. many, many groups were dedicated to finding him and where people, not only people who met him on the trail or including people who met him on the trail, people ascribed certain characteristics to him. Mm-hmm. People formed, I'm going to say, emotional attachments to him. Mm-hmm. And I think the documentary is really about that. And, oh, I just thought it was fascinating. What about you, Murray? I, I completely agree with all of that. Like, it was such an interesting journey because I had no idea about any of this case. And so, <laughs> and I thought, I think the document, the documentarian was really kind of hilarious in the sense of like, I truly thought this was building to like, this man was a serial killer. To be yes, quite me honest. Too. Right? Yeah, me too. Like, mm-hmm. I the 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 tone and the method of the building it it was great in a way that like let's say the girl in the picture didn't stick the like quote-unquote twist landing or you know I just killed my dad how like information being revealed felt inauthentic this this the way that the information was revealed to us here even though I felt like it was pointing me in one direction once it hit the swerve, I was like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is not a documentary about a man who they they identified and he was like a bad man, even though, you know, we get that. He was a bad man. Yeah. 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 It's internet sleuthing. Like, I, I had no idea that that was the case. And I loved the... I love this. I truly did. I, I like, I really like that, that kind of swerve of it all. And I like that we weren't uh, like taken down the wrong path intentionally. Like I like how she would go to like, Oh, um, we found this coding stuff and now we're going through the game and maybe the game will help us identify him. Nope. <laughs> like every time they would build something up and they were like, is this him? Nope. <laughs> I was like, yes. But like- yes, when we when we covered MH370, mm-hmm. we disliked oh. that. It's like, was it this? No, it wasn't. But here, this method makes you feel like the investigator, any investigator of any sort that follows a trail. The trail peters out. The trail turns out to be wrong. Now you have to backtrack to where you last branched off and go forward. So we're in MH370. I thought it was a load of old toss. Mm-hmm. Here it was so much the the vibe, I suppose, of what it would be like to investigate something like this. Yeah. I think the, the, the difference between MH370 and here is like MH370 will go off on this branch and this tangent tell you why it's not it but then be like but it could be and you're like wait yeah. what yeah. <laughs> you know they still try to leave it kind of ambiguous and it's just like and then even at they even at the end of that one was like could it have been this it could have been this it could have been this it's like but you just told me all the reasons why it couldn't so no but i i, I agree i love how they kind of put a, a note on it and, and and maybe it's also how this documentary emphasized uh the trail and told us the procedural values of it. We know we love procedurals and how they're getting to this this 
possible conclusion. And then they're like, oh man, it's a dead end. Like, and they did that so many times. It was, it was just so funny to me. It was like when they found the lady who had met him, who was talking to him. And then she was talking about how she played a game with him. And she said, if I could guess his name, then he'd tell me. And then she was like, oh man, I really, re- I really ho- uh, wish I remembered what he said. <laughs> I was like, I know, it's so good. So good. That was Magpie. Was I loved Magpie. Magpie. Yeah. Mm. Well, this was another thing too. It's like the the hiking community. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think about hikers going out and hiking. I've done a little, you know, bushwalks we call it here or hiking here and there. I've done, you know, an endurance hike overnight of 50 kilometres, that sort of thing. But I hadn't considered the hiking community, uh, much less that they all have these trail names right so we even see the login for one of the lodges is and they insist that you use your real name but it has your real name and then it has trail name and you put your trail name as well and I I love that and I think that really uplifted the experience of watching the documentary yes and it also explained why people like Magpie who said she was lucky to have coincidentally come across him four times Mm-hmm. People like Brandon Dowell, who sat by a fire with him one night and spoke, yeah, once is in tears because of this incredible connection that he had with him. And I think if you just have those as bald uh, talking heads, we'd go, "What? Well, how could you?" But because you know, how could you feel that you know him so well? I have such an emotional attachment. Mm-hmm. But because it does go into the hiking community. And the information is told by people within the hiking community. I just felt this breadth of the documentary, almost like breathing out to expand, and I felt expanded in my knowledge and therefore my understanding of of how they could feel that way, how so many people had photographs of him who'd met him once. I mean, that was amazing. I, I completely agree. I think I think the way they took it, how it, it started off on like a micro level of we get the infamous, of course, it's always a 911 call that starts off a true crime uh, documentary. And we get like the police are like, okay, we have this unidentified body in this tent in the woods. We kind of need to figure out where they come, where he came from. And we need to figure this out. And like you said, they, they laid, they laid such a good foundation about the hiking community that again, it made everything that followed make sense. And the talking heads, and yeah, well, let's go on ahead and discuss it. The talking heads, every single one of them, I think, was placed here uh, perfectly. I think we only got like, do we? We only got like one like detective. A or, yeah, a detective, a criminal yeah, researcher. A criminal re- yeah, and then the rest was like kind of character witnesses, if you will. Yeah, um, no, but like the hike made up of the hiking community, making made up of the journalists, made up of the uh internet sleuths you know what i'm saying so it's like it's so few when you look at them it's like less than a dozen talking heads and i like that it it holds such space for those experiences and when we for example when we first hear from brandon we go oh okay you met him and then much later in the documentary he comes back and he Mm -hmm. talks about the resonating effect of this meeting with Mostly harmless. Mostly harmless. Mm-hmm. And we see him, you know, as as early childhood education and how he turned away from a particular trail. I mean, you know, metaphorically, the idea of trails and paths is quite incredible. Yeah, I, I love learning that, like, 
there are trail names like people don't use their their real names on the trail but there but it's like such a community of people like being helpful and and stuff like that um before we get into the like i guess the most more serious talking heads i i just want to briefly talk about kelly fairbanks oh yes is, i love her who is introduced as a trail angel okay i did love her sarah but when she said <laughs> i'm a trail angel I, we yeah. provide hikers with snacks and water yeah. and stuff. And I was like, Kelly, what's the end stuff? Do you know what the end stuff Kelly. is? Comfort. Comfort. <laughs> she likes to comfort the hikers. And uh, oh. it's interesting because you see the, the photographs of hikers with the huge packs with everything. And Kelly goes out with a little, you know, crossbody bag with a few crackers in <laughs> God. Are you going out to feed the hikers, like going down to the pond to feed the ducks? I was I was cracking up. I was like, hold up. And then I had I had James do I had I watched it twice and James watched it with me the second time. Um, but I was out of the room for that part. And he was like, the trail angel. So she I was like, yes, like we were both on the same. Like it was funny. I like I just it's just again a part of that culture that you don't really like think about and it, and it's like of course she was so frank too. Yeah. yeah she was so frank about it and and took such pleasure and her placement in the documentary is great yeah you know, she's like the first one we meet she's right? the first one mm -hmm. there she is we don't hear from her again we don't need to hear from her yeah again. you know yeah because she's the one who like provides like the initial id basically she's like mm -hmm. oh yeah i met this guy here's a picture of him he went by mostly harmless. I think she, I think it was between her and another guy that might have been the last people to talk Mike to. Mike Gormley. Yeah. Mike, Mike Gormley, Gormley, aka yeah. mm -hmm. trail name is Waterboy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he is the last to see most of the But even like Mike Gormley's story, he was hiking and he finished his hike and he put his thumb out for a lift. And the driver said, oh, we're passing another hiker. Do you want to go and say hello? And I just said, what? But because I mm -hmm. was now steeped in the hiker community, I thought, yeah, I can. That makes sense. Mm. And he stopped and he spoke to Mostly Harmless and a lot of people noted that his pack was very big. Right. So he noted that Mostly Harmless said, oh, I have winter clothes in here and it was summer. And mm. Mike said, I'll give them to me and I'll post them for you. Mm -hmm. And by the time we get to Mike, it makes sense. You go, oh, yeah, that's what the hiker community does. Yeah, exactly. And so it just the slow unraveling of like finding out, okay, so now we have a picture of him. And then you find out, like, okay, he was going by mostly harmless, but then some people know him as Denim, and then they're they're able to hunt down like Marge, uh, who's Magpie, and her talk about knowing him as Denim, Brandon knowing him as Denim, like it really was just I love the foundation that they set with the hiking community, and I I kind of want to break it into the two because we'll get to the internet sleuths. Yes, so the in, word that comes up here. for me is wholesome. These are the Yes. wholesome folks in not that the others are not wholesome right but the whole uh the way they received this man amongst them mm -hmm. and judged him for his actions as they experienced them now magpie marge she says yes of course i believe the women of course i do mm -hmm. uh it, it, that was not the man i met uh, mm -hmm. Whereas very disturbingly, a whole lot of other people are saying, well, of course they'd say that women don't listen to them. Mm -hmm. I thought that was such a perfect encapsulation of this idea of, you know, you don't know people's names, you meet them. 
you share a fire, you share what you have, mm-hmm. you walk a little way with them, you part. I, I just love that sort of wholesomeness of it. Look, I'm sure there are bad things. Like, come on, I'm not an idiot. Yeah. But there was this idea of almost respect also because they're all out there hiking for their own reasons. Some people yeah. want to community. be alone mm-hmm. but then also have the community but be alone but have the community. And I thought that makes complete sense to me. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and then we do get Natasha uh, Teasley, who is, she is an outdoor enthusiast. She feels like she's a part. She felt like she was a part of the uh, trail community. She was not one of the people who met mostly harmless, I believe. Right? She she didn't. Right. She never encountered him. But she once she saw his story and her being an outdoor enthusiast and uh, and in the trail community, she just that's how she got caught up in this case. She says she does not identify as a member of the true crime community. I, I thought. Which, it could couldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, I thought she was kind of like spot on here as the documentary kind of unfolds. So as the police are running down leads and stuff like that, and they're talking to the the hikers and the the trail community, it's it's come it's becoming very uh, apparent to them like he probably didn't want to be found or identified. He's not telling the trail community his real name. They do manage to talk to enough people to realize that he was hiking the full entire Appalachian trail, like starting up North near Boston, I believe, or or in new England, something like that. But he, he has no internet presence. He didn't have a phone on him when, when he died, which they said was really odd the only thing they have are these weird writings because again they don't know anything about code or anything like that and they follow that lead and it's 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 a dead end but i did like that they that that piece the the coding and all that introduced journalist nicholas thompson who wrote for wired like the police had to continuously put out information on this case because they just weren't getting anything they had to put out a composite once they got the pictures then they had to put out the code in order because they didn't understand what that was about. And, and then we get the, the, the wired journalist. And even though he's here for the beginning, well, while we're talking to the, the, the trail community and he's there at the end (laughs) with the big break with the internet sleuths, I thought he was well-placed, well-placed here, even though I don't think he, uh, even though I don't think he contributed as much to the story, but I, th- uh, I think he was a bridge. Not to the story, but certainly to the actual case because right. he has been, you know, putting together this story. Obviously, as a journalist, you want the end of the story to be, and we found out who it was, so he's never right. published it. And he said it was actually during the, we don't like to get political here on the podcast, so I'll just mention it briefly, uh, in October 2020, so other mm-hmm. things were going on at the time and he was sort of sick of this two-sidesism and writing about that. Right. So he thought, I'll just publish the story. It's not a political story. It doesn't mm-hmm. have an ending, but I will put it out there. And it got a million hits in four days. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just drew attention to these Facebook groups. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So we've been putting it off enough here, Sarah. We, have. we gotta talk about the internet sleuth uh, component of this, which again, I felt like this part of the documentary just slapped me in the face with like, oh, I was like, oh my God, I didn't know this is where we were going. But we are introduced to Christy Harris, who is an internet sleuth who works at a like a dry cleaning service. She talks about how she wanted to be an FBI profiler when she's originally um introduced you know we're just like okay internet sleuth okay you know but she slowly becomes one of the main people in what is basically act two of the documentary and sarah (laughs) this was like i was trying to think how do we talk about how do we talk about it passionately yeah respectfully exactly because it's like gold but it's like a train wreck It, it was like a train wreck that you could not take your eyes away from innocence because you know she's talking about how she wanted to be an FBI profiler but um when she was younger her family's house was completely engulfed in flames so she didn't have money to go to college or anything like that and so she ends up in this job and she's so she 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 internet sleuths on her times, her her times off, like she stays at her job because the Wi-Fi is better at her job in order to be an internet sleuth. Yeah, she's got carpal tunnel um, sleeves on both her hands. Mm-hmm. I think, wow, you are on the internet a lot. A lot, yeah. It's the revelation of Christy is, in a way, the center of the documentary. Yes, <laughs> the finding of the finding of mostly harmless is the story. Mm-hmm. But the centre is the slow revelation of Christy as we come to as we come to know her as much as you can know someone who's being presented in an edited product, mm-hmm. as we always say. 
And she also has the last line of the documentary, which was, Tabitha was decapitated. I thought, oh, <laughs> the documentarian must have just been horrified but absolutely thrilled to capture that as Christy yeah. takes a phone call about her next case. And she's genuinely upset about Tabitha. So, And, right. and I'm sorry to Tabitha and Tabitha's yeah, this is awful. But there is. was something so salacious. Yeah, It's comedic and it's Spooky. salacious. Parody of it all. She's crying. I understand, Christy, and I understand that you can get very close to your work. But what we know about her from other people is that she joined the Facebook group, she became a moderator of the Facebook group, and then she became the gatekeeper of mm -hmm. information. Mm -hmm. I said a dictator, if you will. A dictator, if you will. Mm -hmm. Side shout out, Netflix, how to become a dictator. Yes. Um, so, and she is contrasted with Natasha, Natasha the outdoor yes. enthusiast, I mean, she's she's no angel. She's certainly not a trail angel. She's a very yeah. interesting woman. Mm -hmm. And for me, the if I was to say just one thing that tells you the difference between the two of them, when they find out Vance's identity, mm -hmm. Christy says, I did it. I did it. Yeah. And Natasha says it was a collective effort of thousands of people. <laughs> yes because part two is quickly christy versus natasha because in the original facebook group like you said christy becomes the gatekeeper of information she is the one who decides who who passes stuff off to the police this is why i did love david herm the lead detective where he's just like yeah, it started getting very days of our lives in there. So I yes. just like left. He was so funny. He, he was just like, yeah, if the inter internet sleuths want to help, sure. Like he, it was hilarious. Um, and that's why I well, liked it because it, it wasn't like yeah. propaganda. It was just kind of no. like, yeah. Well, it's also very bold. It's like the genetic testing costs $5,000 mm -hmm. and the police department does not have $5,000. And right. David I, Herm is just very dry. So well, we don't have that. But if somebody else wants to pay for it, I am going to take the information. Exactly. So um, what ends up happening is Natasha and Christy and a whole bunch of people in that Facebook group, like, I mean, this, it's just sad that a lot of true crime Facebook groups devolve into stuff like this. It becomes like cited. Christy is writing all of these, these, some of these posts telling people to fuck off, you know, and to the point where Christy basically is ran out of the group. And then Natasha is voted as the moderator of the group. And then Christy starts her own Facebook group to pick up the case. And it's and it's so funny because it's feeling like Christy and, and I don't want to act like Natasha was a again an angel in here yet. No, right? No. But it did feel like I, they were like racing to solve the case in their respective Facebook groups. And they had spies yeah. in the groups oh, and, and, and stuff like uh, yeah. that. I mean, it's Natasha's group that does the GoFundMe to raise the five thousand yes. dollars for the genetic and testing. Chris, mm -hmm. Yeah, for the genetic testing, and then Christy says, "Well, once I heard that, I was really pushing to beat the science." Yes, 
So, okay, and so for, for Christy, she has to be the one to identify him. Exactly. And because it was just so funny to me because when they said, okay, the, we, we pay for the, the DNA, but we got to wait. So I was like, yeah, that's about right. Mm-hmm. And and then Christy's like, well, I got to beat the science. So much so that she, 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 she follows this lead, this random lead on the internet, and she thinks she finds the guy. And then the picture where the beard is drawn on and she finds out that it is not the guy and then she starts getting death threats and she's like can you imagine and it's like it's just so many bad like takes that it shows you it shows you the pros and the cons of internet sleuthing because not only do we get that portion but we get bill powell who we do see um here uh when natasha's talking about what happened in her group where her group found this like anonymous posting based on the scar on a um, mostly harmless's body they think maybe it's cancer then they found this this an uh, anonymous blog about a, a hiker who's hiking because he finds out he has cancer. His name is Ben Reynolds. There's, of course, all these coincidences. And people think, this Ben Reynolds guy, this has to be mostly harmless. Enter Bill Powell, who is alive, thank God, who's like, yeah, people thought it was me and I had to be like... Like Bill Powell, (laughs) who thought this blog would never see the light of day, had to come on here and, and be like, no, that was me and I'm not mostly harmless and he had to go and he said he had to go into like so many facebook groups so many reddit threads and be like hey guys no it's me and then all these people be like shut up it's not <laughs> you you know what I'm saying? well it's, like, it's it, if it's you you're dead <laughs> what? <laughs> it just oh. showed it showed i i love that they showed again the, the the downside of it because once a theory takes off in the internet sleuthing world people run with it and when it's even when it's debunked, people still run with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it brings us back to uh, Christy. And I, I'm oh my god, but this was so fun. I have to say it because, like, Come the on, part where the part where you know she's at her lowest of low, they talk about the when she falsely met. Uh, misidentifies him and she's all shaken up about it and this whole document documentary I'm sitting here looking at her I was like does she have eyeliner on and like with nothing on it and they legit show her putting this eyeliner on blue eyeliner and then intentionally smudging it I was just like who told you that was the look girl like I uh, like okay I'm trying like I Christy Harris is such a tragic character in this whole series because she is, yes. Her circumstances, Sarah, like that that she's living, uh, she's living under. And it's just, it's so hard. It's so hard not to be like, this is exactly what people think internet sleuths are like. Yes, yes. She is living in a long stay hotel. It's an extended stay. Extended she, her, stay, yeah, right. Yes, she and her, her sister. Yes, her and her sister are, are are in an extended stay hotel. I don't know if they have those in Australia, but Sarah, I I've stayed in an extended stay for two and a half months while I was on contract. Me, James, and our dog, and it is atrocious. It's it's literally just a hotel room with a small kitchen in it, and I was in there for two and a half months, and I wanted to get out. I could not imagine living in an extended stay hotel for nine years with another person 
the wonderful uh, Barbara Ehrenreich, whose uh, books I definitely recommend, so I'll put this recommendation in our show notes. She wrote a book called Nickel and Dimed. She went sort of undercover, as it were, as a minimum wage worker. Mm. She set herself up so that she didn't have her resources. She what didn't allow herself to go back to her home. She mm. didn't allow herself to touch any of her savings. So she wasn't just touristing, you know, yeah. overnight. She really was trying to see what it was like to live. And she really looked into that whole idea of if you are poor, life is more expensive because yeah. you can't buy the big pack of something which is reduced, you know, which reduces your, your um, you know, amount per pound. Mm-hmm. You can only afford the small pack. But she talks, mm-hmm. she talked in that about these resident, uh, long, I'm sorry, long extended stay hotels. Extended stay. Mm-hmm. Because if you are poor, you never, ever can save up first and last month's rent or ah. bond or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So you actually end up paying more. More, yeah. More for your accommodation yeah. because you can only get this week's money together. And I just immediately thought of that for Christy. I mean, Christy works very hard. We do. So the first thing we see of mm-hmm. her is her out and about in her van delivering the uh, dry cleaning. Mm-hmm. And you just think this, I don't want to say bleak because it's Christy's life and mm-hmm. she may not describe it as that. But I felt the unfolding of Christie's story and mm-hmm. the, I don't know, she did send her minions to send Natasha, go and analyze yourself right. messages. Yeah. So it's, it's so hard. It, it's, com- it, it's complex. It's and I like that mm-hmm. the documentarian allowed it to be complex. Mm-hmm. And then the last bit is uh, she's answering phones, a phone call about her next case, whatever the next case is. She mm-hmm. says, oh, I'm being filmed at the moment, and then we get the news. The that outburst. The outburst. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she was looked at compassionately, but also all her flaws were exposed. And that's like what we can hope for from documentaries, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, um, I, and that is such a great, uh, such a great point, because extended stays, they're, they're not cheap, you know, but like you said, they're cheaper than first and last month's rent, you know, they're cheaper than paying a large lump sum at the beginning of the month, every, you know, every month when you can go week to week basis. So uh, lots of talk there, but uh, eventually for again, uh, what 85% of the documentary, we do not know who mostly harmless is until they get the DNA back. Natasha's group gets the DNA back. It's still not much, um, except for that they can trace it. I, I think th- I think they had to be a little like they couldn't tell the full story about how they tra- traced the DNA, right? Because I think there was I think the family didn't want to participate in the documentary, so they they were able to trace the DNA to I guess him having relatives in South Louisiana, and from there. <laughs> Because Natasha's group got this information, Christy, who had spies in Natasha's group, they came back and told Christy, like, oh, he has to be somewhere from South Louisiana. So Christy's group started bombarding all the South Louisiana Facebook groups, like emailing missing missing persons orgs in South Louisiana, trying to find this guy. And they do find they do end up finding out that it is Vance Rodriguez. 
And again, this is where we get where Christy's like, I did it. And it's just like, girl. <laughs> okay, sure. And, and and we get the big reveal. She needs big, that. She needs she that, Mari. She needs She it, needs yeah. the win. Let her have the win. We we get this big reveal that it's Vance Rodriguez. I'm like, cool. Okay, we know it, who the guy is. So what's going to happen now? And Why the, have we only got 17 minutes left if he's a serial killer? Exactly. And and then it kind of just like, okay, we found the guy. And then everybody's like, yeah, we did it. We did it. We gave him a name. And then it's like, oh, no, we gave him a name. And now, it, like, women are coming forward and saying he was abusive. You know, like, a lot of, a lot of stories are being uncovered. And then you're you're again getting some of the internet backlash of people not believing the women of people who had who had projected certain characteristics on him not believing or or creating that cognitive dissonance but this is where I truly was like okay so this was never about Vance really you know what I'm saying this was about the story as it unfolded and I was kind of like womp womp but I yes guess I'm glad no. he didn't kill anybody. Yes. <laughs> you know? Murray wanted him to kill people. Yeah. Let it be known. Um, I, I wasn't womp womp on it. I thought, yes, it's sort of the, look, not that um, domestic violence is banal, but there was a sort right. of, it wasn't Tabitha was decapitated. It was, he was a bad right. man. The journalist says, uh, you always hope you'll find a redemptive story. But uh, no one was looking for him because he was an asshole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. All right, Nicholas. Great point. But the interesting thing there is that we do know the family retrieved the body and buried it. So there was still people who cared about him. We hear about his mental health issues. We hear about him shutting down at college and he would just stop talking, stop bathing and stop eating. Because one of the things is he died basically of starvation in a tent with food in it. So that was one of the things that was very curious to the police. So there's food right there. So did he starve? To, he, he sort of can't have starved to death if there was food. But once we hear about his attempts, his, his suicidal ideation as an adolescent, once we hear about this sort of shutdown that he could do, it seems that he decided to lie down and to expire just a, a little word of warning there are not very graphic but a, just a little glimpse of of some some body parts it's all it is is mm -hmm. just a very thin emaciated leg so mm -hmm. tiny warning there yeah tiny tiny warning exactly like and you know it, it we don't know but it even more points to maybe a mental health disorder where you know, you just in a, a pit where you don't feel like getting out of it. And he didn't feel like getting out of it, you know? So, and that's, I mean, that's the end of, of mostly Harmless's story. We do find out that Natasha starts her own, like, uh, like a, a adventures company called Two Sisters Like Adventures. She it's is an inclusive, it's an inclusive adventure company. And I thought, right. oh, Natasha, good for you. Yeah. And Christy is still sleuthing, you know. Uh, <laughs> she's, she's still sleuthing. We know that because of Tabitha. Um, oh, poor Tabitha. I'm so sorry. Yeah, poor Tabitha. Yeah. And it, I mean, that's the ending. And, and I, again, you're, I enjoyed the ride. I definitely enjoyed the ride. The destination, sure. Why not? 
but the ride was amazing. So, you know, <laughs> any any final thoughts on uh, Mostly Harmless before we get to our ratings? Yes, I think it was interesting because when we meet Brandon Dowell first, quite quite early in the uh, documentary, he he is the young man who said the ranger, fellow ranger, who said, mm-hmm. "Oh, you know, I met him this one night and we talked." And you think, what we what were you doing in the documentary? And we return to him later, and he talks about his tumultuous childhood and yeah. mostly harmless's discussion of his tumultuous childhood and how they bonded mm-hmm. very intimately and then that as I say he, he goes on Brandon says you know we we sort of diverged in out the paths that we took and all the while his turtle mm-hmm. the, I guess it's a terrapin because it's in the water mm-hmm. is swimming around behind him and I thought mm-hmm. oh Brandon, good for you <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but that was that was it I think you've summed it up really well yeah, I, I think yeah, I think it was not what I anticipated, but I was pleasantly surprised. I'm glad I went into it was something I had no knowledge of and I was able to enjoy the ride because I maybe if I had known about how the case ended, maybe it wouldn't have been as fun of a ride, you know what I'm saying? Like if I had gone into this knowing that they identify him and it's you know, they just identify him. He does have uh, some accusations of uh, abuse and battery and stuff like that. And he fell out with his, his family. I don't know if the ride would have been as interesting, but then again, the talking heads were very compelling. The true story, like we said, I think here is the internet sleuthing and how, how it can help and hurt these type of investigations. So you know, a little cash away too, I guess. All right. So, Sarah, how many magnifying glasses are you going to rate? They called him mostly harmless out of a possible five. I wish I wasn't going first. <laughs> this is an excellent documentary. Yeah. So, as you know, I start at five and then I take off magnifying mm-hmm. glasses for faults. I think I'm probably going to rate it higher than you are. Okay. I. I can't see why I don't give it five. I'm very excited to see what else Patricia Gillespie has done. I I mean, I'll, look, nothing's faultless, but no, 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 I'm going to stop dancing around it and I'm going to give it five magnifying glasses and this is a thorough recommendation. And what about you, Mari? I know, right? Like it's it's like you like you're saying it's there's nothing within no fault of its own. Is the is it is there anything wrong with it? Giving it a five feels kind of weird though. Yes, and right? I don't know why. I don't, I don't know, know why. why. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it, right. Isn't that weird? Like I don't know why. Um, I, I, I'll give it a five as well. I guess. Like, and you're right. I strongly recommend it. And I think mostly what kind of tempers it is our experience. We can talk about like a little bit behind the scenes, but like mostly harmless dropped on uh, Thursday, uh, February 9th. And we literally redid our whole schedule programming schedule in order to get this to you as like fresh as possible. And I started watching it the day that it actually dropped. I got about a little bit more than halfway through paused it went to go back to watch it the next morning 
and it was pulled off of Max. And I was like, well, it wasn't there anymore. You could only access the trailer. And I was so confused. And I'm like, I know I'm not crazy. I watched 50 minutes of this, well, not, like <laughs> of this of this documentary and I was very invested in it and we're sitting here panicking because we're like what if this doesn't come back on in time for our recording you know we watched a whole other documentary yeah. we prepared a whole other podcast I mean I for me I signed into Max there it was I thought great there it is I'll come I'll come and back and watch it and I went back and it wasn't there but you went down you asked Reddit didn't you I had to because I was I thought I was crazy for a second and uh, and luckily Reddit pulled through like they always do and other people were like yo it was up there and now it's gone and <laughs> there was rampant speculation of what could have happened um uh, the and, internet aliens yeah, of course right and it kind of <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's so funny because it's like it's kind of proving the point within the documentary itself right like reddit is like oh i heard that they may have included some stuff from the family that they shouldn't so they had to t pull it and re-edit it but look it was back up by like at least midday saturday my time you know so it was only down for a, a full day yeah, that's not enough time, internet people. Mm -hmm. That just is not enough time for someone to see it, someone to object, the lawyers to get involved, for it to go back to post-production, reassemble the editing crew. It's just not enough time. But, you know, go off if you want to If you want to have a conspiracy yeah. theory. Please go <laughs> off. Um, and so I I think that's because of that. That's why I'm, I'm kind of like a little bit pissed and perturbed. And, of course, Max has been canceling all of my favorite shows recently. Yes. So I, I'm, I'm really upset at the provider, but at the distributor. But I think the property itself was pretty decent. So maybe this is a soft five, hard recommend. From I like that. And it's a bit... It's a bit scary because all year, so far, touch wood, we've had like very, very good properties to talk about. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, that that's uh, our thoughts on Mostly Harmless. Uh, let's move on over to our recommendations. We do have a listener recommendation from Melissa. She writes, it is the movie Gloria on Netflix, which is based on the life of famous Latina singer icon Gloria Trevi. The movie follows the scandal that plagues her to today, specifically her relationship with her ex-manager, his connection to the grooming and abuse of minors, and her involvement in it. It raises questions as to whether she is a victim, as she claims, or a co-conspirator, as she has been accused of being. The movie is in Spanish with English subtitles. We don't subtitle shames, dubs or subs here. Dubs or subs. I thought of it because of the recent lawsuits against Gloria by unnamed Jane Doe's under California's look back window law for survivors of sexual abuse. Melissa, I have not heard of this one. I don't think I've seen it on Netflix. So I'll, I'll uh, look, look into it. I'll see if I can give it a watch if I have the time to be quite honest, but that is very interesting. There, Netflix has been showing a lot of these, like these types of documentaries where there's women who are associated with these horrendous men and the debate on are they were they complicit or were they victims. So I would be interested in seeing like what kind of stance that 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 documentary or that movie takes on that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Melissa. I, I it yeah, wasn't on you. my radar either. So mm -hmm. I'm putting that on my 
extremely long list. But thank you. We right. love getting recommendations from you, the listeners, um, because we, much though we try and get on top of everything, we we some things do miss us. We don't know it's on mm-hmm. or we know it and we just don't watch it. We don't have time. Yeah. Uh, my other recommendation, of course, is like a, a, a follow-up, I guess, Death by Fame which we talked about with the amazing Dateline, Date with Dateline Girls. Uh, their season two, season two just came on and I started watching it and still really great production value, still stories that I had no idea about and um, still compelling cases where the victim is, is centered properly. So check out Death by Fame season two on Max or ID Discovery app as well. Uh, Sarah, what do you have to recommend to our listeners? Well, I'm going to recommend Chowchilla, which is on Max. It's the story of the kidnapping of 26 children and their bus driver in 1976. And uh, no spoiler because it happens in the first two minutes. They are mm-hmm. buried alive. Uh, mm-hmm. They all live. It's okay. They all live. They, they Certainly they all live through that experience, let mm-hmm. us say. It's, it's horrifying and chilling and it asks very very good hard questions uh and it's a very uncomfortable watch but it's extremely well made and thanks to listener Ari Gold for suggesting that we watch it so there you go listeners we do listen (laughs) we listen to you you listen to us it's two-way street and we we may end up eventually covering it depending on if um later down the road we have a good opening for it so definitely check it out so that if and when we do cover it, you'll be ready to hear our, our full thoughts on it. At Crime Scene, we are eager to hear your feedback and suggestions for future episodes. You can follow Crime Scene on Twitter at Crime Scene RHAP. That's uh, Crime S E E N R H A P, or email us at Crime Scene RHAP at gmail.com. We're on TikTok at crime.scene and on other social media at Crime Scene Podcast. And remember to subscribe to our feed, robhasawebsite.com slash crime feed. It makes a big difference. So, Sarah, what do you have going on? Where can the people find you? The people can find me on Twitter at Sarah Carradine. Over on Silent Podcasts, I'm covering Australian Survivor, Titans versus Rebels. Mm-hmm. The recap of the second week is up now, and my guest is the insightful Lisa Holmes. And I was on the panel for Toby Ball's Deep Dive Book Club discussing The Angel Makers by Patty McGracken. We had thoughts, many thoughts. Uh, listen to the podcast. Don't read the book. There you go. There's a hint. Mm-hmm. And on Post Show Recaps, I'll be covering Boy Swallows Universe with the wonderful Grace Leader. And what about you, Mari? Well, of course, every week me and uh, Matt Scott usually bring you the week in the, uh, this week in wrestling. But um, this past week, I was joined by the amazing Grace Leader. There you <laughs> go. Shout out. Double shout out. <laughs> yeah. Who, who stepped in for Matt while we talked about a very wild week in wrestling. I mean, just nuts bananas so go check that out by going to robhasawebsite.com slash wrestling feed please subscribe um rate review you know we need it and also uh the recap kickback uh Chappelle got his own show he's driving the boat and i'm in the back seat with him you can uh look at it as like a, a howard stern and robin right so 
Uh, the recap kickback every week uh, in February, we're looking at black classic movies and breaking them down into top ten, uh, top fives. So, so far this, this February, we've covered the top five black bio, biopics, the top five black dramas, and uh, coming up this week, we will be talking about top five black comedies as voted on by our listeners and audience members. We put out a survey every week. Uh, we give you a list of like 15 movies to rank, and then we reveal the top five on podcasts and we debate the placements. It's been very fun so far. Uh, last week, we had the amazing Bryce Isaiah on to talk about uh, dramas, black dramas. We had so much fun. We're continuing to have so much fun. So come on over to the kickback. You're always welcome. You can go to recapkickback.com to subscribe to all of the podcasts over there. Sarah, what are we watching next week? Uh, next time on Crime Scene, we're covering Lover, Stalker, Killer with Kimberly and Katie from A Date with Dateline. Watch it on Netflix and send us your comments and questions. Thanks to Will from America for the theme music, the whole RHAP team behind the scenes, and until next time, case closed. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.